You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, leaving a comment, a rating, and a review. Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com where you can sign up to get this episode and all of our future episodes early and ad-free. That's right. We got a premiere package at drinkswithjohnny.com you can find uh, where you could also sign up for a Discord. Uh, We've got a community building right now. For all you filthy animals, I'm going to check in with you guys from time to time and chime in, sending us pictures, posts, everything, just checking up on each other daily and getting this thing going, uh, suggesting a lot of guests. That's where we're going to be getting a lot of questions for our future guests. So you're going to go want to sign up for the Discord if you can. Um, this week, I am joined by a comedian, author, world traveler, all-around badass, Zane Lamprey. I learned about Zane Lamprey years ago when I watched his show, Three Sheets. Um, where he used to travel around the world and basically try out the local spirits, drinks, foods, everything. And uh, he was really great at it. It was a real inspiration to me, um, even in kind of starting the show. Uh, so I appreciate Zane being on the show. I appreciate you guys checking it out. He's actually on a brewery tour right now. Um, I missed the one in Hawthorne we talked about in this episode. But I'm going to go out to the one in Irvine. Uh, that's on June 11th, this Friday. So uh, if anyone has the means to go out there, please go ahead and do so or check the local dates at ZaneLamprey.com where you're going to be able to check out everything, all the breweries he's going to, um, all his great causes that he's working towards. He's a really, really good human being. This conversation was obviously done over Zoom, um, but we are going to have him on in person sometime down the line. Um, Staying in touch with Zane. He's a really great guy. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode half as much, even as much as I did. It was so cool to have this chat with Zane. So without further ado, I bring you Zane Lamprey. What's up, everybody? I am Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Another great one here for you today, guys. I'm super excited. And don't forget, if you're watching right here on YouTube, head over to anywhere you get your podcast and find Drinks with Johnny there, too. Um, I know you got eyes and sometimes these conversations go a little longer and, you know, you can go listen to it instead of having to watch it the whole time, you know, but I will say my next guest, you're probably going to want to watch the whole time. I've been a fan of his since I saw him on three sheets. I'm joined by the Indiana Jones of alcohol consumption, Zane Lamprey. That is, how that is the, amazing. How are you doing? Man? You, you, you started talking about this amazing show. I'm like, who's on it? What do we got? Like, I, I want to watch it. Oh, oh, it's me. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll still, I'll still listen. I'll yeah. still listen. <laughs> oh man. Well, thanks. Uh, seriously, thanks for being on the show. I mean, um, right off the bat, uh, your show Three Sheets kind of inspired me to do my show a lot. Um, wow. Uh, so um, I appreciate that. Um, before we go any further, though, yeah, I see that you've got a can there. I've got my beer here. What are you drinking on tonight? So this is really cool. So for my tour, which we'll get into in a little bit, yeah, we're doing collaboration beers with breweries across the country. Um, and so I have a few friends at different breweries that we're doing collaborations with in, intes- in anticipation of that, just to make sure like we work out the kinks. And I mean, just mm-hmm. to have some fun, because why not? We're not making any, any money from the collaborations. It all goes to the brewery. And then there's... Um, uh, uh, how do I turn texts off on my computer? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, and then, so, so that's going to happen. Um, someone can then, comment uh, below. Someone comment below and let us know how to turn those off. Yeah. They're just like, you guys are so awesome. Um, <laughs> and so a portion of proceeds go to local animal rescues. And so on this one, 
Yeah, so so this uh, proceeds from this beer go to Emerald City Pet Rescue, which is in Seattle, which is where Lowercase is based. And when I'm doing my shows, I like to make it to the end of the show. So, you know, I can't really be drinking a bunch of like 9%, you know, imperial <laughs> stouts or whatever. So the collaborations we're doing for this tour are our session beers. At least I hope they are. You know, we're, we're still talking about a bunch of them. And so this is a lager, but it's hopped like, like an IPA. So it's like, a, you know, it's got citra hops and whatever. So it's a very like juicy, hoppy lager. Mm-hmm. And I opened it as I was walking through the kitchen. My wife's like, what is that? That smells fantastic. It's just like, it's so floral, but yet it's kind of light. Um, what's the ABV? You know, it's 5.7. That's, that's that maybe that's, not that's maybe light. not a session beer. Yeah. yeah, that's that's I mean that's on the edge right there, I would say. That is on the edge. That is on the <laughs> edge. Yeah. So I don't even know how the logger ends up being that high of an ABV, but anyway, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Oh, dude, I'm glad you asked. I'm drinking funny enough another from another brewery in Seattle, and we didn't even play on that. Um, oh, wow. called Georgetown. Uh, this yeah. is the Bodhisattva. Have you had that before? Got it. I haven't had it. I've heard of it. So, so what exactly Fantastic. is it? So it's an IPA. I believe it's. Uh, I I got the keg. So long story long, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my neighbor's son lives in Seattle with his family, and every time he comes down, he just buys the keg straight from the brewery and brings one down for me. So I had That's this crazy. one. Yeah, it's insane. So I got the pony keg just right up right up here. And uh, to me, I, th- I think I don't know the ABV, like I said, but it is um, it's an IPA. It's really yeah. delicious. Um, yeah, it's got some citrus to it, too. A lot of citrus hops on it. And that's yeah. kind of my go to. I like a lot of citrus hops. Um, so actually, your beer sounds very, very up my alley. Like, I, w- I would love to. Try yeah, that. I, I would. I would imagine ours. Ours are going to taste very similar. Um, the uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just intrigued by like because in college. You know, when we went out to get kegs for parties, mm-hmm. it was it was what's cheapest. You know what yeah, I mean? Like course. we weren't like. I, I think they even. I think they probably had them right. Like, you know, you could go and get like a Newcastle or a Sam Adams or whatever it is, but uh, or Sierra Nevada. But we would just be like Milwaukee's best Coors Light, whatever was was cheapest. Of so if like of someone going and getting like uh, a keg of craft beer is just like so amazing. I love and, it. And, and how long does it last in your, in your, you have a kegerator? Yeah, I have a kegerator. Um, and I, it just, it holds two pen, pony kegs or one full no barrel. Um, wow. so I always just do two. I'll usually do something lighter and then something heavier on it. Um, oh, I don't know cool. if you could, you could probably see it back there. Um, but yeah, and then there's, <laughs> there's a Mr. Kegs right by my son's, my gym class. So if I do huh? fill up right there, like I drop him off and then go hunting for some craft beer. <laughs> That's <amazing. laughs> it's pretty fun. You got kids? And so in, in the kegerator, yeah. it's, it's pressurized, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, CO2. And so does it last like a, like a month? Longer than that. Uh, oh, wow. as, I mean, it, it could last like six months, like a single wow. keg in there. It lasts about six months. Yeah. I, I've put is, it to is, the test. Yeah, I, I should know about this, but is there like a CO2 system in there? Yeah, there's a CO2 tank in there. Okay. That, yeah. Um, and you just make sure you keep it up. I mean, I've only had to refill it once and I've had this for five years. So it lasts pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've only had to replace one tank. Um, that is badass. Yeah. Badass. No, it's- I, I was doing during the, um, the pandemic, you know, we were doing things to stay busy and I was doing like a live every, every Friday I was doing like a Instagram, Facebook live yeah. where I would just get beers from, um, across the country. It's just like, I have a lot of brewery friends. I'm like, Hey, anyone wants to send me beer? I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in my life. The thing is I was getting great beer, but I was like running out of stuff to talk about like myself, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, it's what I do this week. I sat around and watched Tiger King, but I got so <laughs> much beer. I needed to get like a, like a beer fridge in the garage. And so, and I don't know if you tried to buy like a fridge during the pandemic, I but don't. like, it was like fridge fridges and bicycles and toilet paper and, and like, like weights, like weight sets for working out. Yep. You could not, so I had to go and buy like a bigger one than I would have gotten. And now it's in the garage, which is a garage. It's not like a, ma- a man cave. But whenever I get brewery stickers, I put stickers on there That's and cool. it drives my wife nuts. And it just and that encourages me to put more stickers. That, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's great. If you, if 
anyone who's married understands what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I did a little bit of the live stuff too when we were sitting around. I, I think one week I went live three times on our YouTube channel. I don't know. I was just okay. bored. And I just like, yeah. I call up my buddies. I'm like, you're not doing anything today. Hop on a Zoom call with me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it was always like, it was like, it just wasn't as like sharp and, you know, like, like it was delayed and people are jumping in. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it was fun. But I tell you what, like I'm going off on this tour. I'm going to 80 breweries. 75 are locked down. We have about five more. We're locking down like St. Louis, uh, Seattle, Portland, and a few other cities. Um, but I'm going to be doing my stand-up at 80 breweries, like in person, awesome. traveling around the country. And like, I just can't tell you how like excited I am just to get out and do it. You know, oh, absolutely. A- absolutely. I think everybody is. And let, let's get right into that. I know that you, you're, you got your new brewery tour going on, as you just talked about. I had a few questions about, I mean, as I said at the top of the show, I know you most from uh, Three Sheets. And uh, I have not seen in your stand-up before, so I'm not going to fake the funk and say that I have. What can I expect? <laughs> if, what can I what can I expect if uh, if if I get out to one of these breweries? So that is a great question that I I don't get asked a lot, and that is a question that everyone should say is like, all right, I'm coming to the show. What is it? You know. Yeah. So so when I did uh, my last big stand-up tour was Drinking Mid Easy. It was about ten years ago, and I was. I finished shooting four seasons of Three Sheets, and I was starting to shoot Drinking Mid Easy for Mark Cuban's uh, HD Net channel. Mm-hmm. And so, the summer we were shooting um, uh, Drinking Mid Easy, the show, we were doing live shows at night. So we shot twenty four episodes during the days and did fifty one uh, like live shows at night. Um, so TV during the day, stage shows at night. And I could very well on the Drinking Made Easy tour go up and tell stories about Three Sheets because it's like, well, you're talking about the old show as yeah. you're kind of getting the new show going. So this is this is story. These are stories about Three Sheets, like the time I was in Russia getting drunk with these Russian guys at some communist flat at the top of one of those tenement buildings. I saw that episode. And- Okay, yeah, and then, but the, but the thing you didn't see, so you know, I won't tell the whole story because it's kind of long. But like, you know, we're, we're I was talking about like things like traditions and stuff like that, and they were trying to be like, oh, those are old, you know, that's just stuff you see in movies or American movies about Russia. That's not how it is, and whatever. And then the more they drank, the more they were like, well, yeah, we do that, and yeah, we do that. <laughs> and so after the, um, you know, because one one of the things I said was. I heard it's a tradition that when you open a bottle of vodka with friends, that yeah. you finish it. Oh, no, no, this is crazy. You don't do this. This is old Russian movies. This, don't listen to this. This is bullcrap. And I was like, okay. And then we finished the bottle, you know? <laughs> and so, and, and right when we finished the yeah. bottle, I was like, you know, I was like, turn to the producer. And she's like, great job. And I hear behind me, they open another bottle. Uh-oh. And I was like, Okay, like I'm 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 in pretty good shape right now. Meaning like I'm 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 three sheets already. Yeah. And so do I like embrace this and hang out with these drunk Russians in some, you know, crappy cold apartment or or do I just like say, yeah, let me go home, get a good night's sleep because I got to do it again tomorrow. And in this case I stayed. And the guy that was like, "No, no, no, this is all bull crap. We don't do that." He's like, "Hold on, I I get something." He runs across the hall and he comes back, kicks open the the door with an AK-74 above his head. Whoa. So an AK-47 was invented in 1947. Yes. The AK-74, the Kalashnikov, was invented in 1974, and this guy is holding it like a like a Civil War musket or just some inner, you know, thing. Like, no, dude, they're still using those in, like, you know, conflict zones. <laughs> and he thought it was, like, like an old relic, you know? So That's hilarious. There's a, whole scene of, there's a whole scene with the machine gun, and I go into it and I stand up, and then at the end... We submit that episode to the network, and the network is like, "Yeah, it's great. Like, this is all we love. This da da da." I'm like, "Yeah, it was great." They're like, "Yeah, it was great." Whose idea was it to bring out a fucking machine gun? Because we can't use that in the show. So that all got like cut out. And yeah. so you, you, that's the one thing we shot it, but you'll never see it because yeah. they're like, you can't have machine guns and and vodka. So, you know, those kinds of stories, stories about me screwing stuff up, story about stories about my my buddy Steve McKenna, who's my best friend, and and really sidekicking the shows and yeah. you know so, so th- those kinds of stories and stuff. And you're, are you going to learn something? You're always going to learn something. That's just kind of what I build into my stuff. But, but the objective out there is, is, is have a good time, have some laughs 
We have a local comedian in every every place. We're doing a collaboration beer. Like this is this is stand up, but it's a party. Yeah. So. I love the idea. I mean, that, that sounds great. I'm definitely going to show up. And everybody, real quick, we'll plug it real quick. You can get tickets for these, uh, as, I, as I understand, at ZaneLamprey.com, correct? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So everyone and head you, over there. You email. You, you, you let me know what show you want to go to, and I'll send you some tickets. Oh, I appreciate that, Zane. I really do. Because you're, you're down south. Are you near uh, – do you know where Gunwales is? Gunwale Ales? Uh, I do, I'm not familiar, actually. That might, no. be, further, that might be further south. Or wait, how about LA Aleworks in uh, in in Hawthorne? Yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. That's not that's not far. I yeah. could get out to that one. Yeah, yeah. That that's the first show. Oh, so that'll normally, be like the maiden voyage. I like it. Yeah, well, it's it's gonna be weird. So like normally I would um, go to like maybe do some small shows. Like last time I did it, I did like some small shows inland California. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Bakersfield and Modesto and like just like smaller markets just to work out my material. So, so if I was crappy, no one would know except for them. And this time, you know, we're doing some shows and like, I'm doing something like Pocock, which is an amazing name brewery <laughs> up in Santa Clarita and, really and Laverne and Alasta. And those are like two, 300 people events. Yeah. So anyway, so I have a fire pit that I built in front of my house uh, during the pandemic, that was one of the good things that came of, of it. Nice gas fi- fire pit. And uh, I'm having friends over starting tomorrow, like four to six friends running through my routine, getting it going. So that by the time I get to the first show, you know, That's I have some interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've had a lot of comedians. I've spoken to a lot of comedians over the last couple of years I've been doing this show. And I always, it, it's always interesting to me. Uh, how they prep for their standups, you know, like everyone has a, it's a similar process, but always a little different than, as you said, you haven't been able to really get out there and rehearse a lot of this stuff. So yeah. you're just going to do it at your house. I mean, that's got to be a little bit of a, are you a little nervous about that? Or do you think, uh, you know, it's going to go, go pretty well and you just get you know, all the kinks it's, it's, worked out now. The, the nerves has, haven't really hit me. Um, like, you know, I, I'm in, in, in June, I'm, I'm doing Florida, let's say June, 14th, I think, is my first show in Florida. And then I'm like, you know, start with uh, Intuition Ales in uh, in Jackson, Jacksonville, and then head down Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Bradenton, Fort Myers, you know, Fort Lauderdale, and just kind of do a lot of shows and a lot of big, big shows. And um, no, I mean, look, I, I was supposed to do this tour last year. Yeah. So I, I do know the material and I know the stories, but but the fun for me is like, you know, when when a certain crowd kind of, they kind of give you an indication of what they want. You, like, like they laugh at certain things, whereas other crowds laugh at other things. And then the riffing is the fun part of like, oh, oh, you guys, and this is sort of the internal. It's like, oh, you guys like that. Well, let me tell you this story that I wasn't planning on telling you because this is kind of crazy or whatever. So yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting. Like that's how the, um, you know, as opposed to like, music which is like you know or like a play where you're memorizing a certain thing and you may change up the set list whatever but but with mine it's like the first show and the last show are going to be so different just because it's an evolving thing so but it's but it doesn't it's just a weird situation that i'm not able to practice it like i would normally yeah maybe i go to a comedy club i do 10 minutes then I do another 10 minutes and just kind of work it through. Like, no, this is like, boom, here's the hour. <laughs> it's so. going to be awesome, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to fun. check that out. Yeah. You mentioned your uh, co-host Steve though. And, and this kind of goes back to uh, what your standup is going to be uh, from your describing it right now um, on the Zane, uh, the Zane Lamprey show uh, podcast. Uh, also, yeah. sometimes you call it Zane's world, but uh, yeah. yeah, your co-host Steve is on there, and you guys were doing um, uh, the the drinking made easy. You were going back and doing a lot of that. So, and, yeah, and, and you guys were kind of discussing those shots. Well, yeah, and so you know, it was kind of like during the pandemic, we couldn't create new stuff, right? Like was that was of, of decent quality. Yeah, and so I was like, you know what I do? I I have all of the the high def episodes because my company produced them of of drinking made easy. And I also had all the high def episodes of three sheets. Why don't I every week put out a new episode? I'll do behind the scenes, like commentary and all this kind of stuff. But the catch is, is it like, it just took like 
a day to prepare it and a day to do it and a day to edit it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I just couldn't give three days of my time to like put that up. The other part of it was like, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to like live in the past too much. I don't mind telling these stories. I love telling these stories, but I don't want every, every podcast to be about, Hey, remember that show I did 10 years ago? Here's yeah. a funny story. And then and it, it's always like going through and there were crazy stories. And the other side of it is that uh, about like 18, 19 months ago, Steve stopped drinking. Yeah, I heard this. And, and, he, and he did it like, you know, the legitimate way. And so he is kind of like Steve did some magically, wonderfully stupid stuff. You know what I mean? When he and, you know, when we were out there drinking and <laughs> and he just like doesn't want to talk about it. when he was drinking, he didn't mind. And now that he's not drinking, he's like, oh. I don't want to talk about that. I'm like, Steve, you did do it. Yeah. And it was amazing. You know what I mean? Cause like, because the behind the scenes of every episode is dumb shit that Steve did. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, just Steve would just do like, like crazy stuff. There's, I, I'm a, there's one in every crowd, right? There's one in every group. <laughs> there's one in every group. I might and, be that one in my group. I don't know. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the rule. We have found out that if you don't know who the Steve McKenna of your group it is, it's because you are that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll wear it as a badge of honor. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that this, this story. So we were, we were shooting drinking made easy in Houston. And, um, uh, the, we were at this like farm. This guy's like, you got to go to this barbecue place. I'm going to call them up. It's my buddy, whatever, go there. It's amazing. And so half the crew was like, yeah, we're tired. We're not really hungry. We're going to go to, you know, to bed. And Mel, my Mel was my wife and the, yep. who she produced the show. And Steve, we're like, well, you know, it's, it, we kind of felt obligated to go, but we, we were excited, but like, we weren't, we weren't really that hungry, but whatever. So we went to this amazing barbecue restaurant and we get there and the waiter comes up and he's like, hey, by the way, the chef is a fan. He'd love to like just, you know, give me those, give me the menus. He's just going to bring some, send some stuff out for you. We're like, okay, that's, this is great. Awesome. Yeah. So he sends out three entrees and we eat them and then three more entrees come out and then three more and three more. And I'm not kidding you, three more. Jesus. The point where we are like, I had to unbutton my pants and then we're like, we're sweating from just, we got the meat sweats, you know? Oh, man. And, uh, and so we're just like stuffed and we're just kind of taking a bite and moving the food around the plate just to look like we touched it because we just felt bad. Yeah. So so the waiter comes over and he's like, he has a menu and he writes on it. He's like, by the way, he crossed off three items of the 20 or whatever it was and said, these are the only things that you didn't get because we just didn't have them. Wow. We're like, wow, well, this was amazing. Thank you so much. He's like, yeah, and I'll just I'll just leave this and you know, leaves the, leaves the, the bill. And we're like, okay, whatever, you know, and, and, and so we, we opened it and we expected it to be like, you know, at least a little bit discounted because we didn't order the food and quite they frankly, just it. <laughs> 18 entrees, you know, yeah. and so it was $450. Jesus, that's not a, that's not and, a hookup at all. <laughs> no, exactly. So, so I'm like, uh, and my, and my wife's like, you know what, I'll just, let me just go talk to him. It's no big deal. I'll just talk to the manager. It's fine. Like we don't want a freebie. No. Usually in those situations, they're like, you know, here it, it's 50 bucks. And then we give a hundred to the waiter and then like everyone's happy. And you know, we post about it on social media, whatever. Yeah, of course. But it, we weren't looking for it. We just were like, we were just kind of surprised. And so Steve, um, he, Steve has a lot of, a lot of nicknames. And when he gets drunk, uh, we call him Shogun. And the reason we call him Shogun is because I learned when I was in Japan, they make this special chair for a Shogun. So a Shogun in Japan was like, like, a, like a general that was born into that position. It was very much like, a, you know, of, of the emperor. So he was yeah. kind of like royalty. And they were just, they were very arrogant and they were supposed to be arrogant. So the Shogun's chair had one arm that you would rest on and you'd hang the other arm and just kind of lean back, like kind of like, you know, the... The, just to show how many shits you gave, you know, like, just like, you know, <laughs> too cool for school. Exactly. And so Steve becomes this way when he drinks fine. So he, so where he's like, guys, no, no, no. Don't talk to the, come here. Don't talk to the manager. Give me it. Give me it. I got it. He puts his credit card in, hands it, you know, thank you. And, and, and then, so, you know, the guy goes, walks off and, and we're like, Steve, you didn't have to do that. He's like, come on, you don't, you guys do a lot for me. I'm going to buy it. It's not a big deal. You guys buy me stuff all the time. You pay me to be on the show, like whatever. Okay, fine. And so then we went back to the, the kitchen because the, the chef is like, the waiter's like, 
Hey, yeah. do you mind going back to the kitchen? Cause the chef wants to shotgun a beer with you guys. Nice. Oh yeah, sure. Here we are. Like stuff. You're so like, full yeah. meat sweats and everything. Yeah. Shotgun in a beer sounds like the worst idea. <laughs> it's the worst idea when you have no room in your body. So we went back and of course he's got tall boys like Miller light, you know, uh. MTD tall boys. Shotgun them, did it, took a picture, left. And we leave the parking lot and I popped. It all, it all came out. I'm sorry. Oh. I just couldn't. And so there, there's your, there's your money. So we get back to the hotel, wake up the next morning and Steve is sitting there in the lobby of the hotel, like kind of just looking defeated. And we're like, Steve, what's wrong? He's like, well, my wife saw the credit card bill and she says, I got to get you guys to pay me back, you know? Oh. And we're like, Steve, he's like, yeah. He's like, so, you know, if you guys can just, you know, maybe like Venmo me the 600 bucks, like Steve, it was it was four hundred and fifty bucks. He's like, yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty good tipper. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, anyway, that's so hilarious. those are the stories. Like those are the Steve McKenna stories. Like you know, like it happened. You you can't make it. It up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's awesome, man. Um, I want to get into a couple more things. You you started to yeah. touch before we before uh, the internet. Uh, we had a technical difficulty, rather. Yes, uh, you on were my mentioning. End. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. Uh, we 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 always. It, it's different that it's the guests' uh, internet going out. It's always mine usually. For now, okay, so. for a change, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you were you were about to mention uh, your um, your uh, what, what what do you call it the the premium travel apparel of adventure. Uh, with sure. the three in it, yeah. and I wanted to yeah. ask you about that because I, I I saw somewhere not only two things. One, I think that some of the apparel has a, a beverage pocket in them, so I want to oh, ask about oh, that. Yeah. I love that yeah. idea, and I like the uh, the idea behind the three. Um, you know, yeah, these are plant yeah. are planting trees and everything. It's a really cool thing. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, and I, I'm going to show you something too because I just got this today from a manufacturer. So. Yeah, Adventure ADV3 NTRE. The first E is a three because we plant three trees. Anybody wants to check it out, just go to zanelamper.com. There's a link there. Cool. Um, just, you know, if you can't spell my name, you join, you join the party, just Google. <laughs> Don't worry. Anybody it's, you can and Google it, you'll be fine. Zane Lamper um, will be right here. Don't worry, we'll put a nice okay, graphic on it. <laughs> cool. Look at that. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Um, so, so um, you know, when I, when I started traveling, I would often go from a warm place to a cold place, warm days, cold nights, like, you know, and, and I, and I had to like pack so much stuff cause I just didn't know what I was going to need. And I just was like, there's has to be some like innovative travel apparel, like stuff made for people that travel, like yeah. not like, you know, gimmicky kind of all these zippers and pockets and all that kind of stuff, but like just something that looks sleek and nice. And I couldn't find it. And so I started making stuff for myself um, and then, and then people are like, what is that? Like my crew was like, what is that? We get whatever. And I, so then I just ended up doing a Kickstarter for it, um, for my adventure hoodie, mm-hmm. um, which ended up being the, the largest, the most funded, uh, apparel Kickstarter ever. Wow. Um, and that launched the brand. And so now we do like, um, parkas and windbreakers and flannels. And, you know, right now, <laughs> right now we're kind of out of everything, um, yeah, the, you know, the pandemic was just weird in manufacturing, but this fall, all of our new products come out awesome. and we tried to uh, switch to uh, American made apparel. It was really important for me on many levels and, and it's the levels that people can assume, you know, um, but like, it, you know, lo- it's, it's like making stuff here, the communication with people and then whatever. So we moved out all of our manufacturing to the U S and, you know, the level of workmanship, the the partners that we were, uh, we were working with, everything just it wasn't the same, and then and then we started doing um, you know the studies on it to find out about the like the actual carbon neutrality of of everything, mm-hmm. and find that actually making our stuff with responsible environmentally uh, conscious manufacturers in other countries way better for the environment than what we were trying to do here. So. So now we, we tried to make everything in the U.S. Now we're going back with all of our stuff. And I just got this today. Um, this is a sample of our new jacket. So our windbreakers sold out really quick okay? because they have um, uh, beverage pockets. So this right here is, is a beer koozie. I could put the jacket on, but like you can then walk around with a beer in your pocket. I keep love it that. cool. You know, keep your hands free. 
Um, and then all of our inner layers zip into this. So it, it's like if you have our one of our sweatshirts, you can zip it into this and you can turn this into like a ski jacket. Wow. So, okay. So I like that. When you're packing, you kind of keep, you keep it light, you know? Yeah. Um, but what's really amazing about this jacket is that this jacket is made from 100% recycled water bottles. What? So, so they, they take recycled, they recycle water bottles, they turn it into fabric and then they turn it into this amazing, obviously waterproof yeah. jacket. People would be like, you know, Oh, well, what are they using? And they, you know, the plastics that they're using, like, yeah, the same plastic that you drink from, that's safe enough to drink from, we're making jackets from, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. And, it's, and the, the waterproofness, the breathability, the fabrics and everything are amazing. And I just got that shipped to me an hour ago. It's the first time I've, I've seen it and held it in my hand. So yeah. it's a product that comes out in like probably October. Awesome. Well, everyone could yeah. uh, go find Adventure. There's an there's a Instagram for it too, right? At Adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Everyone go check that out. We'll put that little little graphic there. I think that's really cool of you to be so uh, environmentally conscious on it too. It's, that's that's really cool. It, it's kind of something if you if you if if you if anybody who knows me or follows me like whatever just kind of knows where I stand on on the environment and and you know my, my wife and I have a a nonprofit pet rescue we 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 are always, I mean, and we have about, you know, we may or may not have, let's say 15 animals in this house right now oh, um, of various levels. And then, and then we're always going around picking them up, picking up strays, dropping them off at other fosters and stuff like that. Wow. So that's kind of, that's like crazy. I said, that's a not nonprofit um, that we do. And that's, it's, it's just that and the environment and, and really like, I, I don't know if one person can make a difference, you know, or they can certainly try to, but, but, but with us sort of just educating people and, um, and, and just people knowing what we stand for, um, is, uh, is, you know, is very important to us. So, so, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying that anybody else is like this, but it's not lip service when we say that we're like trying to like change things, Mm -hmm. be as environmentally conscious as we can. Like we're eliminating, um, plastic bags, for our shipping, yeah. um, you know, like we're eliminating any plastic pieces and stuff like that. I'm going to show it. by the way, it's really cool. We have, we have pumpkin patch pet rescue. And this is, this is pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Cute. There, there's never an animal that is, that is further than, uh, two feet from me <laughs> at any time. <laughs> did you have kids? Did you have, uh, animals growing up too? Is that something, or is that something that you and Mel just started doing? Or, yeah, or have you been you know, we, we did. It, it's funny that you say that. I've never been asked that question. You, you get, you got two, two, two gold stars. Um, <laughs> but like when we, um, when I was growing up, my dad would come home with injured animals. What seems like every week, okay. whether it was a, a turtle crossing the road or a squirrel or a groundhog or just anything that was like, anytime he saw something and we're the same way. Anytime we saw something and needed help, we stopped. It doesn't matter where we're going, what we're going to be late for. We've missed flights because of it, you know, like, nope, you got to do it. And so, you know, I I think that's kind of how I grew up and, and it's just something that became important to me. And, you know, and thankfully I meet, um, a, uh, a a wife, a partner who's like, who cares just about it, it cares about as much as me. So it'd be weird if she didn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you guys have a lot in common too. I, I, I obviously don't know Mel. This is the first time you and I are meeting. Um, but it seems from like your social posts and stuff, you guys like to hike and hang out and she likes to drink with you. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's a plus. You know, what we did yesterday. I, I just posted this in my stories. I don't think I posted a photo and I should have. So, and you're, you're in LA. Have you heard of Bighorn Mine no, up near Wrightwood? You know, uh, it's called Mountain High. There's a ski resort called Mountain High. Have I do know that? that. Yeah, I've heard of that. And, and I, I don't mean to correct you, but if you give me a lot of L.A. stuff, I don't know it. I'm actually in Huntington Beach. So, I, I mean, I, I work in L.A. a lot, but I'm not I'm not I don't know. The you don't consider. OK, well, how about Southern California? Yeah, that, because, there we because, go. yeah, yeah. Because, because I just kind of I think of L.A. as sort of just like a big bubble. Or like, no, you totally, know. totally. I was just uh, I, and I, I didn't mean to correct you there. I'm just talking about the fact yeah. like. Because I don't know where the hiking is out there or anything like well, that. Well, th- this hike is not actually in LA. Oh, okay. It's about an hour away, and it's a it's a mine, um, an abandoned mine. It was the one point the largest gold mine in 
all of California before. Oh, wow. Was it before the? Was it before the gold rush? Um, and so, or right after. Anyway, um, my wife keeps passing by, but um, <laughs> she could come um, in and say hi too. <laughs> yeah, like no, I got. I, I was at the gym. I'm not wearing makeup. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so we. Um, anyway, it's this. It's a mine. It's an abandoned mine, and. And it, it kind of had like some bars and a gate that were that were protecting it, but now those things are open, and you can go in. And my buddies and I went in with headlamps and stuff yesterday, and we went in for about a half mile before one of them, I won't say his name because his name is Chris Wisdom, um, got a little too scared and had to turn around. Um, and so, but it was just like, how did I not know about? I lived out here for. 26 years how did i not know there was an abandoned mine you can go and explore i didn't know Crazy. that i didn't know that yeah. shit you're just good you're dropping a lot of knowledge on me i think that's why I like you know the, <laughs> that you know that's what i that's why i loved about three sheets and uh and, and of course uh drinking made easy uh it's really it i loved watching you travel around and do this i did an episode that we kind of stole a little bit of of your style on uh early on on the show you know, before Good. the pandemic, we I went to this place, uh, Lost Spirits. Have you ever have you been to Lost Spirits yet in L.A.? Is that the thing in downtown L.A.? Yeah, the one in the art district, and it had and they like, they is that the Willy Wonka thing. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I people keep telling me about it, but it was like right before the pandemic, and we were going to go do it. But that, I I know that's something I have to do. Absolutely, was it, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was absolutely awesome. The owners came out and uh, walked me through a, a, a part of it, and then. You know, it was really, really educational until I got too drunk and then I had to let, and I, <laughs> and I didn't remember what he was saying. I was like, oh shit. Like, I didn't know how much booze you were going to, we were going to be drinking on the tour, to be honest. And I, so, the, so just the booze that was offered on the tour. Yeah. I don't know if they gave me a little extra or not because we had the yeah. camera. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> that, makes for, that makes for the most entertaining show. Um, my my wife and I go every year. Obviously, not this year because it's not happening. I'm I'm on tour, and not last year because of the pandemic. But before that, to a thing called Tales of the Cocktail, mm. and it's it's in New Orleans, and it's where all of the um, the like mixologists and cocktail people and spirits companies, and they go down to New Orleans in the summer where it would usually be kind of like empty and kind of take over the French Quarter. And there's all these like pop ups and and weirdness is like one of the things that people like, you know, like Hendrix gin would make like a weird maze and all this kind of stuff. So all, all that, like all that stuff that's like, you know, like, like that tour, which is, which again is, by the way, is, is there a boat involved with Lost Spirits? Yes, there is. There's a boat okay. that goes through. So, so amazing. You can watch it after this. If you want to, if you want to know anything more about it, go to the drinks with Johnny, um, youtube channel and you could find it right there it's, it's from our okay. first season and we okay. I go through it it's pretty it's pretty fun I, and i even had to do like for the first time ever in my life voiceovers like like yes. post and the first yes. time i did it it was so bad my director sent it back to me he's like do you know what you sound like and i was like oh. and then i had to like because i was just so stiff about it you know i you've done them forever now i mean like yeah it, i mean yeah, the, you, there's an art to it you know to make it sound like there you're, is, you're there is an art there. and like it when I would do my voiceover for three sheets, the voiceover sessions would take two hours. Wow. Which is weird. Cause it was only a half an hour show, but we, I would do it and then I would do it again. Cause I kind of loosen up and I want the editor to have to have options or whatever. And at the end, I would have to go out to the lobby of where we record the voiceover and just like sit down for 15 minutes because I was like winded. Like I was like very animated in my voice. If anyone listens to three sheets, it's like, why is this guy yelling? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's what makes it entertaining. It's what I loved about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have a vast knowledge of of alcohol that you've you know through all your tours. You got your book. Let's talk about your book real quick. I ordered it. It hasn't come yet, so I'm not going to fake the funk. Again. Where did you order the book from? Uh, I got it from my 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 producer got it, um, and he said it's he said it's going to take a while. I don't know if he got it off eBay eBay or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, I just I don't know. Yeah, I know you can get it in certain places. Um, oh, that's so funny. I were I forgot that I was going to try to. Cause they had those at the publisher and I was going to go and, and buy those. Cause I don't know where they can get those anymore. Sorry. Book three sheets book. Yeah. Three sheets. Oh. It's got the longest title too. three sheets, 
drinking made easy, six, co- six continents, 15 countries, 190 yeah. drinks, and one mean hangover. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, it's I can't funny. wait to get it in my hands, though, because like I did say, like my producer is the one that was like, he helps me out with putting everything together, notes and yeah. just the research and stuff. And he was like, we got this book coming, but it's not going to be there on time. So you're going to have to ask him about it. Oh, I love, I love that. I would have, I would have, I wish you would have mentioned something. I would have found a way to get one and send it to you, but I oh. love, I love that you got it. That was like writing a book is just so, so much more work than anyone thinks about. <laughs> it was just like, oh, you know, because yeah. it, it was kind of like, it was kind of, it's kind of like an extension of, of, of three sheets, you know, because like, you know, whenever they turn a, a, a book into a movie, they just lose so much. Yeah. And no, so when we kind of like turned an episode like champagne, for example, into, um, into a show, you know, we, so much stuff ended up on the cutting room, cutting room floor. I think we figured out it's like you, you get an, like a minute of show for every hour that you shoot. Yeah. Just the way that everything kind of simmers down. And so there was just a, some more stories to be told, but also a lot more information mm-hmm. that like, we just, it's a 24 minute episode. We couldn't, couldn't fit it in there. So the book kind of goes through a lot of that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to, as I said, and something else that's still being sold. Um, I, I hope it's not news to you is your rum monkey rum. Um, yes. So I'm not, I'm not with the rum anymore. Oh, you're but not. Okay. No, but, I, but I, but I hope that it, it did. It does amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I can read between the lines on that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're welcome to. That's fine. Yeah. yeah, rum's a good one. What 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 is your favorite spirit though? Uh, like, uh, you know, I, oh, I know you do man. a lot of the breweries no. now, but like, what was what's your favorite go to? Like, if you're gonna make a cocktail no. or just have something neat. You know, it's interesting. And by the way third gold star because i don't get asked that specific question that's in that surprising title. to me the other two didn't surprise me as much but that one surprises me you're talking well, to Zane lamprey and you don't ask him what his favorite spirit is but it <laughs> you know because but it's the way that you're it's it's just the little bit of way that you're asking because most people are like what's your favorite episode or what's your favorite place to drink or what's your favorite beer and you're like but here's the amazing thing and i'll then i'll, I'll circle back to that question like yeah the amazing thing about like someone's like What's your favorite episode? Like, where would you go and drink? You're like, how do I choose between Champagne, France, Ireland, uh, Fiji, Australia, Japan, China, like all these like different places, like are yeah. all these different Oktoberfests. Like, how do you how do you compare those to one another? You can't. They're, they're all like amazing experiences in their own right. And totally. it's the same thing with like beers. Like people are like, what's your favorite craft beer? Like favorite craft beer? How? What would be the audacity if I would have one? There's so many amazing ones out there. Yeah. And for me, the, 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 the thing that I love so much about craft beer is that when you, when you go, when you go someplace, you get to drink a little bit of, of the local flavor. Like you get to go someplace, by the way, every place has a local brewery, which is amazing. Right. So every, every small town, every big city, you go there and you drink, like I like to walk in and drink that. Or when I go to my local, um, you know, beer bar, I just, I try something different every time I go in there. I think that's the beauty of craft beer. Yes. As far as, as far as spirits, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like, if I'm in Hawaii sitting on the beach, I'm not drinking a, a, a scotch. That, be, <laughs> that feels kind of weird, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I'm in Jamaica. Like, Oh, what kind of whiskey? Like, no, you're going to have, <laughs> room you know yeah and, and and you know it's like i'm not like a uh like i'm not like an akavit drinker but if i'm in norway like you, you know gotta, in scandinavian you country that's what i'm drinking if i'm in if i'm in the cognac region of of uh, of france that's all i want to have i don't want to have anything other i don't want to have any rum there i'm drinking cognac so you know there's i don't really have a go-to i do really i do really like rum mm-hmm. and i do really like whiskey um, but I also like, you know, the spice of life, which is variety. And so anytime I can, I can mix it up, I'm probably going to go, my wife's making dinner. I'm probably going to go have an Aperol spritz nice. or a Campari or just something. I don't know. Just to, just to mix it up just to be crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're, that's getting wild, man. Aperol spritz getting wild. <laughs> and that is, yeah, that is good. The, the wildest, the wildest version of that was then my wife and I went to Rome on our honeymoon 
And we set an alarm on our phones to go off every hour. No matter where we were, every hour we had to go and get an Aperol spritz. So <laughs> we got about six hours in before we're just like, okay, this is a lot of work. <laughs> well, that's thank- it. It's as crazy as you can get with Aperol spritz. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you got a, you got some more stuff My to pleasure. do today. I appreciate the time. There's so much more I'd like to get into. Maybe when we, uh, maybe we could do another one of these down the Let's line do in it. person. I, 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 we'll play I, some I'd drinking games. That. Yeah. Why don't we um, like? When I'm in the tour, because, you know, I'm going up on tour, but I'm coming home. I'm not. Yeah. Last time I did it, I was on a bus. And, I, you know, I was on a bus for 87 days. Yeah. Uh, that was I've a lot. There. Now, or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, now, we're, now we're flying in, hitting, you know, a few places, coming back. So Fine. I'm one of my returns. I'd love to hop back on and, and, and catch up and, and, you know, cover some more stuff. That'd, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, one last thing. I'm going to I'm gonna plug real quick, and then I'm going to ask you one last thing, and then I'll let you yeah. go. You can find Zane Lamprey at zanelamprey.com where the tickets are for the brewery tour that we've been talking about right here on this episode. And you can follow you at Zane Lamprey, right? Just on Instagram. And do you have a Twitter and Facebook as well? If you want to have actual drinks with Johnny, then show up at the Hawthorne show at LA Ale Works because I bet he's going to be there. I will definitely be there. (laughs) Put a buffalo nickel on it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool, man. Now, the last thing I've, I've seen... You know, Bert uh, Crusher has been on your on your podcast about three or yes, four Bert. times. Yes, you, of course. Yeah, you had him on before. You know, he's the mega comedian that that we know of, of <laughs> yeah, him today. Yep. Um, well, well stated. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted a quick little like Bert story, man, because I know you guys both like to drink. I I could only imagine you I'll guys you have one, had that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you a great one. So, um, you know, I was I I love to like if, if possible break like a world record. So I broke the world record in champagne sabering. I sabered 31 bottles of champagne in a minute. Nice. And and it was it was a fun one. Very expensive to train for, you know, because you're <laughs> you're breaking bottles of champagne. But I um uh the next one I decided to do was I wanted to make the the get the Guinness World Record for the longest live podcast. Wow. And at that point, I think maybe it was 25 hours. So I just needed to do 25, and I think I did about 26. And so I had my office, I had a nice podcast set up there and, and, um, you know, I had to go from, I think I started at like nine in the morning and went until like maybe 10, 10 30 the next day. And, um, it's one of these situations where you really find out who your, who your real friends are mm. because Bert was scheduled to be there and he came in, I think he was scheduled to be there maybe at like five. Right. So he came in at like five o'clock, um, and, uh, and, and stayed for an hour. Then he, he needed to go home. And then he came back at like one in the morning with coffee. And it was like amazing. Like that is, that's, that is, that is, that is baller. That was amazing. Yeah. That's, we didn't that's what they call a true mensch right there. That's a, that's a mensch. Yeah, right that's there. right. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. And he just, he came in, he didn't even tell us he was doing it. Didn't ask if we wanted coffee. He brew, brought it cause he knew we wanted it. And, you know, we were powered through our, our all nighter and, and, uh, and it was that was really solid. It was I was really surprised and happy, and that was you know that's the kind of kind of guy he was. So or is you know it was it was uh, that that was a fun one. And you know it was um, at at like five in the morning. Yeah, we were just yeah. like oh god. And by the way, we had to have like an attorney there and <laughs> and like um, third party people that we didn't know like stay, staying there to sign affidavits for Guinness world records, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. it makes sense. And, and so we had all this stuff going on, but we were just like fading. And at five, it was like, guys, I don't know if I can do it. Like, and we were talking about it in the show. Like, of course, is, that's what's, that's rough. real life. <laughs> and my buddy, um, Yule Spencer, a comedian comes in with, um, you remember, um, the guy from revenge of the nerds. It was it like Lamar Latrell or whatever. Yeah. He had the, 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 the javelin. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Whatever. So these guys come in with coffee at at like five in the morning. Again, same thing. Like you, like, hey, we're here to support you, whatever. Because people could listen to it live when they're driving in and whatever. And it was just, it was amazing. There was a lot of great people that came in to support us, like during that podcast, and and uh, and it was fantastic. And the end of the story is that my assistant, that was the guy putting it all together, including the, the video of the whole thing, whatever lost it 
no. lost the files, like deleted them or whatever. No. So I never, so I never got the official Guinness plaque world record. Well, now but you're going to have to do it again. Now you're going to have to do it again. To let me know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring the coffee. I'll, there we I go. Got, I got your back. Done deal. Done. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, why, why, why don't you do it? You do it. I'll bring you coffee. No, so no, sleep. I'm not doing anything for twenty fucking five hours. Just ask yeah. my wife. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but thanks again, man. Everyone go to zanelamprey.com, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch, man. Oh, go check out these beers, Cheers. too, man. Cheers, everybody. Until next time, as always. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thank you guys again so much for being here. Thank you to Zane for being on the show. As I said at the top, these guys' brewery tour, make sure you go, guys go over to zanelamprey.com find all the dates then the breweries he's going to be near you he's going to be in irvine here in orange county my neck of the woods on friday the 11th i'm going to head out there say hi to zane hopefully uh we'll get him on the show sooner than later in person maybe we could play some beer drinking games if you guys have any suggestions on that leave it here in the comments and leave in the ratings and reviews right here wherever you're listening to this podcast make sure you subscribe Head over to drinkswithjohnny.com for more. We have everything over there. We have the premiere packages. We have merch. We have everything that's helping to grow this community. So please head over to drinkswithjohnny.com. And if you're in the local area of California, um, stay tuned. We've got some announcements coming regarding the Drinks With Johnny Filthy IPA that we released a couple weeks ago with Four Sons. Uh, Anyone local in California will be able to purchase that at select stores or restaurants. So uh, stay tuned for ideas on or uh, information on that. Um, I guess that's it for this week. Again, guys, thank you so much. And until next time, as always, cheers. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all <laughs> and my name's bob and my name's patrick and usually we're joined by tom tom's the best tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work but we talk about decidedly not so grown-up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like so that could be the latest shows uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.